Wolverine is on the hunt for Sabretooth one final time. Can't believe it. Destroyed my whole family just because it was my birthday. I'll get revenge on you, bub. I think I have a scent. Wait a minute, who's that over there, though? Oh! Hi, it's me, Tom Hanks, beloved actor, national treasure. Oh, hey, oh, wait, look out, look out! Sabretooth's right Ooh, behind uh, you! Oh. oh, God, he just put his hand right through his chest. Oh, wait, who is that? Oh, no, it's the Pope. He's, he's, he's doing a visit. Oh, no, no, wait, look out, Pope! No, look out! Oh, I was just about to bless gay couples. Oh. oh no, oh no, he just threw his head into, oh no, he- Here we are, a bus full of nuns. Oh no, no, there's a head. The Pope's head is in your wheels. It's gonna crash Whee! the bus. Oh. Oh, Mary, oh no, oh, tooth. why do you gotta be so brutal? Hey, oh, hey, little girl, wait a minute. I'm not a little girl anymore. Oh my God, you're alive, you're John JonBenet Ramsey. That's right, I survived, I'm alive, and I'm grown up, and I'm ready to come out in public for the first two- Oh no, oh, he just split her right in half, vivisection, oh goodness. Oh my God, hey, how can things get any worse? Hey Daniel, what do you think all these bodies are? I don't know, Daniel, but this looks really gruesome. Oh my God, are you the Daniels, my favorite directors? What are you doing here? Well, we just signed on with Marvel Studios. That's right, we're gonna direct the X-Men franchise. Oh my God, are you serious? Finally, a good X-Men movie. No, Sabretooth, We are no! so- God damn it. And that's the story of how Sabretooth ruined the MCU X-Men. and welcome to episode 288 of Comic Book Queer's Legacy. I am one half of the show, Brett, and this is the other half, Evil Jeff. Hi. Hello. Hi. Hi. Sabretooth War was ins the inspiration for our opening sketch. My God, the blood. We're going to talk about that book a little bit later. Yeah. Evil Jeff, how are you? I'm I'm fine. You know, I'm fine. I have some strong opinions on the comics, and uh, we're also going to do some. We're, we're, we're going to have a new segment today. We are going to have a new segment today. Uh, we are not going to give away what that is, but it is inspired by the countdown to X Men '97, the return of X Men the animated series. What is the countdown on it? Oh, I don't fucking know. <laughs> I thought, is it soon? Is there a date, a release date for it? Yeah, 2097. 2097? Isn't that why it's called X-Men 97? Shut up. I hate you. I have no idea. I, I think it's supposed to be this year. Yeah. All I know is we're going to get a Liz Cheney-inspired Valerie Cooper. And I, for one, am so excited. We are potentially also going to get an Emma Frost redemption arc. I'm calling it. And I don't know, maybe uh, Zorn. Uh, I don't know. But was Emma Frost ever in like a major player? I know she's been in. Some no, she, I mean she was in the Phoenix Saga. Yeah, but nothing, it. nothing. No. Yeah. No, she was just like the Emma of old. The like, I am a dominatrix inspired. Uh, but isn't she? Villain. Isn't she listed in the villains when they showed it? So you think she's going to be turned good? I think she'll turn. 
And she'll be like, and then, but then Jean will see that Emma's like turned, like they start, Emma and Cyclops start hooking up, and then Jean's like, Scott! No! I think so. I mean, I actually think oh. there needs to be more infidelity and or open relationships in child's animated programming, children's animated programming. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, very excited. All right, I'll give it away. We are going to occasionally pick an episode of X-Men, the animated series. We are going to do a rewatch, and then we are going to talk about it later in the show. Evil Jeff and I will be talking about X-Men, the animated series, season three, episode 10, entitled Long Shot. That's right. But first, maybe we want to talk about them X-Men books on shelves. Uh, why don't we hit the music then? Okay. I was reading X-Men comics in a cocktail bar. That much is true. Yeah. We're starting off with Wolverine number 42, the continuation of the Sabretooth War. And all I want to say is, I Here's the thing. I mentioned this before, where it's giving that end of the uncanny X-Men, where it was like, we're going to resurrect everybody, so just, um, so just kill whoever you want. And I don't care about that. That's fine. But... Having just side children characters getting their heads popped off. Not I, just children. It's Artie. It is fucking Artie. Like, oh, was that Artie? I am, I am traumatized. Wait, that was Artie? That was Artie. Oh. So I didn't recognize because in the old comics he had the like bug eyes. Like he was and he was a little bit old. I mean, I'm guessing this is Artie. It's like red. Red bumps, red head. Yeah. Oh, I didn't uh, even think that. But that's. It, it, but but you're gonna just pop his head off. Oh, it's I just, cannot believe what I just saw. I, I'm not okay. I'm, Artie and Artie and Leech were like my childhood. And I and and I'm gonna sound really like woke right now. <laughs> but there's shit going down where children are being mass murdered. I don't know if this is the time I to don't like know. revel yeah. in showing children being brutally murdered. Yeah, it's just I mean, not necessary. Yeah. I don't, where it's like, no, we need to show how evil Sabretooth is. We got it. When he chopped up Dakin's body and wrote happy birthday, we got it. We got it. And then he rips out Beak's intestines and they like show a close up of it. Yeah. I just. I know that this is supposed to be an ultra violent Wolverine story, but. But not of children. Like, you, you, but I, children. Children, it ugh. just, it just, it just leaves a bad taste in my mouth. And it just makes me, yeah, where it's like. And, and uh, yeah, it just, it just is crazy. It's just crazy to me. It's just crazy to me. I, I don't. It's, just, it's extra sadistic. It's extra gratuitous. Like, I mean, just that horrible panel of Artie dying a horribly gruesome death. I did not. I mean, it just, it, there's nothing good about that. Because also Artie is like the sweetest, like nicest it, character. Right. And, and it's also, and it's not even like, did anyone ever say like, oh no, Artie. Like it wasn't even given any sort of like it was just like everything's just so meaningless it's i don't know it's just carnage for carnage's sake and yeah. it's disgusting and even the boys which goes super graphic they're not reveling in killing little children like children have been killed and stuff in that show 
but yeah, it's, but it's not the rev. I think it's the it's revelry. Not where you, it's, it's like not where let's you have keep a slow motion is where the the fist squeezes and pops the head off, and then we see the right. head bouncing around. Like I just, it's. It just felt like the vibe was like, <laughs> Isn't it, people are going to love this. And I'm like, no. And I was like, no. No. And maybe now, I'm just like an old coot that's like has too many feelings. But I just don't like the vibe of this. And that's the thing. is like, I don't mind the plot. I don't like the vibe. The vibe of the ultraviolence. Yeah. And this is someone who loved X-Force. But X-Force, it was killing, you know, Rain's dad. Like, I want to see Rain's dad get eaten. Yeah. That's the violence I want. Yeah, I know. And like, you're never even, even like if Sabretooth is going to get his ultimate comeuppance, he's just going to be smiling the whole time, talking about how he doesn't care that he's getting his comeuppance. So it's really not that gratifying. So, I mean, you know, you can argue like the worse the tragedy, like the greater the redemption, the greater the comeback, kind of like the Hellfire Gala argument, but I don't know. But the you only feel thing that I did there's like, no redemption at this point. No, there won't be. Yeah. Also, um, wasn't he turned good in Axis? How did he turn so crazy evil again? No one cares about Axis anymore. All right, fine. I, what I do like is North Star and Aurora of all characters being the ones yeah. to put a stop to it. Yeah. I do like that. Although they saved but like it, two people while they just kept murdering yeah. 50 other children. But like one thing that's clear. Is and that, who, I mean, just but notice who opening, didn't die? Notice who did not die? North Star's husband. Exactly. You you couldn't throw me one little bone? Oh, you kill Artie, but you're not going to kill Kyle? Yeah, kill Kyle for Christ's sakes. Um, Don't kill Kyle. Kill the, Kyle so that we can have a love triangle of North Star and Aurora with Dakin. With Dakin. You can have that without killing Kyle. I think you can. <laughs> Um, I think that every one of the characters in this book is going to die. I mean, just the fact that we've got these red boxes in the title page with X's going through them means that by the end of this story, every one of these characters, except for Wolverine and Sabretooth, are going to have an X through them. I mean, clearly. Sure. So there is going to be some grand resurrection coming. You're right. Yeah. To your earlier point of this feeling like the Matt... Rosenberg's uncanny run right before Krakoa where everyone just got killed. Yeah. And sometimes they they, the, and this is, I, I also, this is going to bring me up to the next, I mean, when we start talking about the next comic and I hope they are not resurrected. I hope they're just resurrected by the five and not by some other Magneto weird way. Yeah. And I actually, that that's going to bring me into the dead X-Men. But one thing I will say talking about calling where this book is going, um, First of all, weird choice to have Wolverine rip his hands off and still have claws. There's weird. But yeah, so I, they, can, well, I guess with the claws come down, they're in his yeah, they're in his forearm. No, it's it works. Um, weird to have to cut away from Laura being attacked, um, being ganged up on. It kind of looked like they all had the drop on Laura. It looks like they harmed her really bad. I wonder this box at the end. It was giving seven a little bit it's kind of given like what's in the box i know that was initially the gift for wolverine but i wonder if there's going to be like somebody's head in the box right in which case i think the do we know what answer was? is do laura know, do we know what the present was that she got him? it was from laura so but we don't, don't know what know. it was no not sure 
Um, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm tempted to say that it's gonna be one of the Sabretooth's heads in the box and Laura is out there somewhere rather than it be Laura's head. But this could go like super predictable and it'll just be Laura's head in the box. I think Laura isn't going to die. I think she's going to be, I think, no, what I think would be cool love is if, Exa- if if Wolverine dies and it's just Laura Wolverine versus Sabretooth. Would love that. And it sets would up like that. a new, like, no, now he's like, no, now you're my main nemesis. Yes. I think yes. that would be cool. That would be fucking interesting. Yeah. But right now, it's just, I think it was also that everyone's, like, especially how easily Dakin died and how easily Quentin Choir died, and then how brutally everyone else is dying. I'm not fully buying it. And also, these headless Sabertooths are dumb. They should have just had, like, six alternate reality Sabertooths. The headless ones are not, I'm not feeling it. It's stupid. They're a plot device. They're just when you need. Yeah. Yeah. When you need somebody to not be able to get up. Yeah. Anyway, uh, should we talk about Dead X-Men? Yes. Okay. Okay. So Dead X-Men, the original X-Men team um, that was supposed to be formed at the the Hellfire Gala um, was brutally killed by Nimrod. And these Dead X-Men are the new team. And this book is actually vitally important. I thought this was just going to be very connected. One off. This is vitally important to the ongoing plot of the X-Men universe. This is the team that Cypher and Rasputin and Xavier were talking about in X-Men. It's the dead X-Men, which I was like, oh, and Rachel called it, by the way. You did call that, bitch. Um, And that's wild. My question is, I and, and maybe I missed it while reading this comic. How are they alive? How are they alive? Thank you so much. Was that, That's what I was, was alluding that addressed? to earlier. Was that addressed? How are they alive? Was that addressed? They say, don't they say something about having eggs on hand? But I'm like, okay, but don't you need the other stuff too? But that, but here, like, no, but here's the other crazy thing. At one point, when they are pulled out, they go into the white hot room. Right. So does that mean the white hot room? Does Xavier now know everybody's in the white hot room? Do they know Jean's there? Do they know Hope's there? Do they know the five's there? And they're uh, and yeah. then they're resurrecting people? I have no idea. I just feel like for me, if I'm not against like going steps ahead and then revealing, but you need to show right now it feels like they're like it feels like they're just not feeling like explaining it rather than like, we're going to reveal it later. And I'm very scared. They're just not going to explain it. And I'm right. Like you, you think like toward the end of the story, it's going to be like, and this is how we returned. But I, I don't, I think they're just gonna be like, no, it's resurrection. Okay. Yeah, but then, the yeah, five. But who, are, who did it? How like, did it? Who did are it? you aware? But that's the thing is like, there's nowhere in the comics that Xavier has any idea that all of the mutants are in the white hot room. He still thinks all of the mutants are dead. So there needs to, so now we're just being like, oh yeah, now he knows, so he's okay. Like, no, that's a, an important moment we need to see in in a comic. Another like weird thing is they they were going to the other Krakoa. Like, it, is it like it just so happens to be in the White Hot Room? Did they not even know they were in the White Hot Room? They just thought they were like on the other Krakoa. Yeah, right now, I I want this next issue. To take place in the past and see, because I thought that the the you know I even read the fucking you know the white pay the white 
info page where he's talking between Rachel and Xavier. I thought that would have explained it. I did. I did. I thought it would explain it, and it didn't. It didn't. It just had her choosing the team and her kind of being a dick to Xavier, which I liked. Yeah. And also being like, I'm surprised you didn't want your girlfriend to be in it. She's like, well, I don't want my girlfriend to die. So fuck Dazzler. So, yeah, fuck Dazzler. (laughs) And also, okay, but here, my biggest beef with this comic, and you know what it is. You know what it is. There was a line uttered in this comic that decided to just ruin over a decade, maybe almost at this point, two decades worth of lore in one line. Do you know what I'm is talking it, about? Is it Xavier can't trust anything Moira put in his head? No. Oh, what? Dazzler. Oh, oh. oh it, it turns out I guess I'm not immortal. I guess that was not ever a thing. What? They address that shit right Are the you top fucking kidding me? Are you fucking kidding me? For 20 years, for 20 years, she's had this mystery resurrection. And then it's like, oh, it turns out I guess I'm not. No, bitch. What? Sorry, bitch. That's how you do it. Uh, That. uh, We're the only ones who care. That angered me. We don't care. They said, we don't care that you care. So much. I'm also going through a bit of a, as a sidebar, I'm going through a bit of a, of a weird um emotional phase right now because i'm rereading the x-men um in the the phase i'm rereading the whole outback era and after and this is when i started reading it and even though i've read it probably a hundred times i was seeing plot holes and problems oh this time reading it that i think i loved it so much that i wouldn't you just overlooked yeah and i and the what one, were they you- well one of them was I just I and this is the reason I was reading X Factor New Moons. To, uh, I was reading all of them during the lead up. Um, Madeline's lead up from Good to Evil is very haphazard and sloppy. Yes, yeah. it's literally I'm a good guy, and then she has one dream about Jean and wakes up and is like, "I want to be a demon." And Nash's like, "Want to be a demon?" She's like, "Yeah." And I was like, yep. "Oh, this is this is from A to Z. Like this, there's no there's no build up." whatsoever and then the other one is long shots departure is literally one episode he has a dream shows up by storm it's like i gotta go where he's like all a ghost he's like i don't know who i I am i gotta find my pieces yeah i gotta find my pieces bye and then cut to that the next episode the, the next issue dazzler is jogging with with havoc and she's oh, like, that's after that. Yeah, when that hot, when they're they're wearing like uh, they're hot. It's so eighties. Where Dazzler is like super. Tan, I know exactly what body you're glove. About. And Jim Lee, it's Jim Lee's first time drawing yeah. the X Men. And Dazzler goes. This is remember. Dazzler has been dating Longshot. She's yeah, they were like in love. Her. She's just like, yeah, it's such a shame about Longshot. But don't you think we look cute, Havoc? And I was like. That is well. That I is mean, her reaction. She I think it's her couldn't give rebounding denial fucks. But or it did just, she care so much? But it felt more like Inferno. Dazzler was not. Dazzler always had that edge, but in the end, she still had feelings. Except when she was in Inferno, it felt a little. I was like, oh, I forgot how like fucking crass this was. Anyway, yeah. but that brings me back to Dazzler. 
Dazzler, so much lore, so many things. And then someone just was like, oh, get rid of that. I don't like that. It reminds yeah. me of um, Franklin Richards. Oh, I don't like that he's a mutant. We're just going to not make him a mutant anymore because of one yep. dumb writer being like, that was stupid. I'm just going to ignore it. <sighs> or I'm so maybe upset. she's mentioning it because it'll, it'll something will happen later in the story. All Maybe right. you shouldn't jump to conclusions. Who, who's writing this? This is Cy Spurrier. No, Steve Fox. What else has he done? Oh, God. Why do you do this to me? All right. Well, you don't know. I don't know. He it's, did. He just, but he did like a, something. You know, Jerry he Dine did um, Al Ewing, what, like the big players. He did Dark X-Men. Oh, and I, I hated that. <laughs> so, Great. Great. Okay, well, let's. Okay, so there's this the book thing. is pretty good, actually. I think outside of like, how are these people back and is Dazzler yeah. immortal? This book kind of rocks. That, I, that's what I was about to say. I was like, let's talk about what is working, which is the plotting of the plot. Because it also seems like, have you noticed, Xavier told Rasputin, and I believe Cypher was there, so Cypher knows, we need to go find Mora before her powers so we can fucking kill her. Yeah, the and dead X Men. The dead X Men are going. He needs to find Moira he so he can talk, talk to, her. to her. So he can talk to her. <laughs> yeah. So love I like that, that little that love little disconnect that. is good. Yeah, that's, that's good. so Xavier. Yeah. Just want to talk to her. I just want to talk to her. And so they originally. So again, the whole white hot room weirdness, like swing and a miss on their mission, which is track down an organic human Moira in one of these timelines because Xavier cannot trust anything Moira downloaded to him initially. And so Xavier wants to know from her head, when is the right moment? When was that conversation? And this is what's interesting is that Prodigy, once he was resurrected, Prodigy originally was depowered and the cuckoos, unleashed his brainwaves so that he had access to everything he previously learned, but he couldn't learn anything new. And they said when he finally died and was resurrected, his powers are much more powerful. And apparently in this, he kind of had a block put on and that block has been released and he now can just absorb not only the, the skills um, and the knowledge that these people know, but literally their full memories. But the big thing that's different about his telepathy and the reason it's, it's him is it's passive. Yeah. So which it just happens. Like he doesn't have to do anything. It just automatically starts happening. So if you're trained to stop a psychic attack, this has nothing to do with this. that. You won't see it. Because he's not which doing is it. Yeah. Very smart. But let's real quick. So so Prodigy is the one he needs to get near a human Moira, absorb all of her lives, and then they need to go back and then relay that to Xavier. Or is he, is he down, is Ascani, is Rachel pulling that and then giving to Xavier? Or I wasn't sure yet about how the knowledge will be transferred. But let's talk about who is this team? This team is Prodigy. Yes. The aforementioned Prodigy, the aforementioned Dazzler. Yeah. Um, We've got Cannonball. We've got Frenzy. We've got Frenzy. And we've got your personal favorite X-Man, Jubilation Lee. Yeah. And I think this is still a pretty fucking fun team. Great team. Yeah. 
Great team. Good power set, good range between them. You know, you got a bruiser, you got a psychic, you know, you got energy, you got leadership. It's yeah. great. Um, yeah, I like it. And and this all leading up to um they find a Moira on a planet where Abigail Brand well, yeah, they, they're using Moira engines. They're using Moira clones. Yeah, they're using the Moira clones to kind of reset. But they do find an actual human Moira. And yes, in, in this, this world, future timeline. In this timeline. future timeline, Abigail Brand won. And then it turns out, oh, that didn't work out at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, she got the war that she wanted, um, courtesy of Orbis Stellaris, but he was he, too he much her. for her. Yeah, he, he duped, duped her. her. So he destroys Earth. He destroys Arako. And there is a Moira left over, and she's trying to get Mysterium. Because she is co- trying to create this device yes. using black holes and adamantium and all this nonsense to cut her way through her past lives to get to her original one, I yes. think? All right. And that's the thing is she was like, and then I can start all over again. Is she just going there to like tell the first life what's going on? Or is she actually going to somehow be able to like take over that body? That's the one I wasn't sure what that was. But this Moira also looks crazed. And it's very interesting because as I said, I was rereading the X-Men in the part that I'm on now is right when Mer Isle was taken over by Legion and Moira became all sexy and slutty. And Sean Cassidy's like, why is she all slutty? This isn't the Moira I know. And it's just weird knowing that in the world we have now, (laughs) Moira was evil then too. So it's just funny that she was evil, but pretending to be good, but then Legion made her. And now I'm like wondering, you could look back at this being like, oh, he just revealed her true- He just brought her out. Evil self. (gasps) Yeah, yeah, that's fun. No prize for me. There you go. What's also fun is while our dead X-Men are trying to, you know, get this information from Moira, they're fighting the Phalanx. Um, they're helped by a new team of Star Jammers that is led by a um, dilfy looking sunspot. Yeah. Lockheed, Mercury, who looks amazing. Yeah. Hepzibah, and my personal favorite, a very sexy... Very sexy, very young looking, very hot juggernaut. What is this? Yeah. Why is he so hot? Um, I think it was just how he was drawn that way, you know? I think Woof. it was just, yeah. You, I, what is your, <clears throat> are you, I'm that. some, I, but okay, that no, is. but I was wondering like, do you that. have a specific type that of, of guy or that juggernaut? No, guy. but you like, you, you can like a hot twink too, right? You like no. Tom Holland. Yeah, sure, kind of. But again, it's just the muscles. But like, it's, for you, it's a you're, face. your dream like someone bigger than you and then yes. with steroided out muscles yes. that they could just envelop you and like snap your yes. neck if they wanted to? Yes. Okay. <laughs> I don't know how to make this any more clear. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That is it. Number one. That juggernaut right there on that page. That's my dream, man. It's my dream man. I like that, but 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 shorter than me. I like it stocky, like mm, that's roided out and stocky. Yeah, that's mm. hot. Yeah, with a little, little like Napoleon complex. Yes, they have, and they have to prove yeah, it they got on to prove. my ass. Yeah. And they're going to take yep, it out yep. on my butt. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, 
this is fun. I just, there's just questions that aren't answered. This is fun. How about um, Smashball? And that's, that kid has, is that, that kid has been born already, right? Yeah, they're, yeah, they take care of him on uh, on the Shi'ar world. On the Shi'ar Sam world. Sam is a and bad father, Sam, never around his kid. I know, that's what I was going to say, because he kind of left there, because that was the original 2019 New Mutants at the beginning of that run. He kind of, yeah, he leaves with, and it's because he goes with Sunspot, convinces him to come with him. He's like, I need to be with my best friend Sunspot. I'm leaving my wife and kid. This is very... I'm saying what is going on here? What is going on between oh, those oh, two? Oh, here's the other thing. And I know I know this is annoying that I keep talking about how I'm reading these old what? comics. Oh, but, it's not but, annoying. but they but they keep bringing up things. I am I as I told you I was reading the New Mutants, I read when the New Mutants and the um and the X Factor students like Boom Boom and Richter and skids when that team yeah joins, when they join they yeah. leave Magneto the X Terminators yeah and there's do. a whole scene where Magneto and Emma Frost are kicking Shaw out and they hear it and they're like you're pretty much evil again we don't we don't want to be with you anymore we're leaving Xavier's mansion and you're not our leader anymore this is all setting yep. up for Cable to come in and there's yes. a line. Where they're like, we're never, and and Spunspot goes, we're never gonna come back. Um, I don't believe in your and and what you do. And Magneto looks at Sunspot and goes, "You'll be the first to join." Yeah, me I remember that. I remember ah, that. And yes. he goes, "Never." And then you think yeah. of X Men Red, a fucking forty years later. Yes, he oh does. God, he becomes that's Magneto's amazing. right hand man. It's so like, oh, it but all the, like, the, comes back at together. The time, isn't it like a reference to the fact that his dad was Hellfire Club? Yes. To yes. cost his dad? Yeah. Yes, but it has an extra big meaning yes. now. Yes. Oh, my like, God. Yes. <laughs> That's incredible. Yeah. So, yeah, this issue ends on a data page, what we're calling Moira Weapon M in this reality, and it's just all of the tools that she's composed of to keep her, her, her humanity, arguably, but be able to traverse her lives and get back to her original. Now this one because she's a human is she just under the assumption that this was her last life and there isn't a life after this one because of what destiny said? I don't like does she not have her powers? That's the one thing I want to know is like maybe she still got shot. Yeah. With the thing that yeah. cuz cuz in the end Destiny said, Moira, you only have 11 lives. And it's not because, oh, you just run out because of your mutant power. It's because you were fucking shot with Forge's depowering gun. Yep. Yep. So if she wasn't shot with that depowering gun, she could just reset everything. Looks like she was. Yeah. So also you think like, you know what? I also, it would be funny if she then just goes, she kidnaps Forge and she's like, let's go into that bluff, that that world with the adversary. Oh, jeez. And like where Storm got her powers back and like recreate that. Yeah, just get mine. <laughs> He's like, you could never, only Storm could. Yeah, yeah, only Storm could. We know, we know. Fucking Storm. Storm. And then she's stuck trying to, I wish she was in this shit, but she can't be because she hates Xavier. I want more of a, I still am like, I need, I need some more Storm Xavier fighting. Yeah. Yeah. I want yeah, Storm yeah. and Xavier to like fucking have it out again. Because do you and think then, Storm and Magneto 
would be because my question is if he meets Moira before is he going back to he's not going back to the first life is he no they kept they said life 10 he wants to find the moment in life 10 but then if that's life 10 also Krakoa so many things would be different Uh, right like he's really like he's getting rid of so much and it's you know it's funny because Storm in Sins of Sinister would not do this even though it was this horrific future where everything was disgusting and dystopian and sinister took over that's right storm yeah. a thousand years later was still fighting she's like no but it people is not are alive right. now and here's right. the thing is moira in her trickery of them she set up krakoa to prevent many many genocidal things yeah and now if you get rid of moira it's going to be hard to to predict when are those things coming now? Because everything will be different. If you get rid of Moira, you're not going to have this whole age of mutant harmony and unity of everybody living yeah. on Krakoa. I mean, although I guess you could probably be like, well, we probably know to prevent, we probably could plan to prevent Genosha. I mean, is there a thing where Rachel is like, oh my God, wait, everybody's in the white hot room. We don't need to do this. Oh my God, what if that is like, oh, it's there. They aren't dead. We don't need to do this. And then Xavier's like, I don't care. I'm doing it anyway. I'm doing it anyway. And they got to take him out. And then when they come after him, what if Moira's like, see, join me. (laughs) Or no, what if she's just like, see, boots. (laughs) Boots the house down. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God, we got to talk about Drag Race too. Oh, we'll do that at the end. Oh, we definitely will do that at the end. Um, all right, so yeah, this is good. So we're, you know, oh, and by the way, Wolverine, Sabretooth War, there's 10 parts to it. That was part two. Oh, Jesus oh, yeah, Christ. Yeah. I know. But Dead X-Men, exciting. I like that it's so tied to what's happening in Immortal and in the main book. And yeah, good. All right. So we're not only reading X-Men, in, like I said before, anticipation of X-Men 97, we're watching it too. That's right. Can we hit some of the theme music? There it was, the good old X-Men cartoon theme music. There it was. It is our, it is our X-Men review. It is our X-Men review. Okay. Um, so we watched... Season three, episode 10, called Longshot, um, which we just threw out there because we love the character of Longshot. So, you know, why not start there? There is a missed opportunity. I'm just going to throw this out first before I forget. What? What? Um, Spiral is like leaving and she turns to Longshot. Oh my God, yes. And not she, by a Longshot, right? Yeah, and she she goes, she goes, this isn't done, Longshot. And not I was like, by, you should have said, this is not Same. done, not done by a Longshot. Not by a Longshot. Long Hello, shot. it's right there. It's right there. I had the same exact thought. <laughs> not by a Longshot, Longshot. <laughs> well, actually, this, this episode is very prescient because it really is all about just trying to get people canceled. They keep saying it over and over. Oh, yeah. Cancel them. <laughs> cancel oh them. God, I'm right. going to cancel you. And then it it's actually, like, okay, go ahead. It, it like, it made me realize what I want in the next phase 
of X-Men, like post-Krakoa. I want the X-Men to be thrown under the bus in public scandal after whatever they reform as they're then tarnished by public scandal after public scandal like their names are in the headlines constantly of all these horrible shit that they do that comes out about them and then you find out behind it all is mojo who is just trying to get the x-men canceled oh my god in the modern sense i um what i want more of is more of uh Jubilee trying to lie about oh her age my to God. statutory rape people. Statutory rape time with so long shot. I mean, he like was borderline inappropriate. He always kept it appropriate. He kept it appropriate. Jubilee, no, it was Jubilee was the problem. <laughs> I don't know. No, I don't know because when he lands, so basically, long shot falls through a portal into Jubilee's car, and this kicks off the story. Jubilee remembers Longshot from, or Wolverine remembers him from a previous Mojo adventure on the show. But now Longshot has no memory. So when he falls, just like from the comics. So when Longshot falls into Jubilee's car, by the way, why is she driving at 15? He falls into her car. She has a learner's permit. Then you should have an adult in the car. Well, Wolverine was in the car. Okay. Oh, yeah. He was teaching her how to (laughs) drive. He was teaching her. Yeah, yeah. Um, Well, he goes, hey, sweetheart. And I'm like, ooh, already. I don't like that vibe. I don't like that tone. And then later... He's like, hey, guys, that's no way to treat a lady. And so, I mean, I guess he's always just playing this cute game of treating her like she's older than she is. But yeah, but she's tread lightly. Yeah, but her loins are quivering. And it's like, don't don't oh quiver a 15 year old's loins. No, you sparks. Because there's one part where she's like, I'm they need to stop treating me like a kid. I'm 15. 17. 17 and i'm just Even like still. she's only 17 daddy says she she's too 18. young but she's old enough for me no but that know why that was okay because in the 90s nobody cared right. nobody cared right. about any of that we shit. said that last week oh, jesus christ also though when she lies about her age she's like i'm 15 no 17 he goes, that's great. And he gives her a flower, like all romantically. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, you know what how I feel if there's grass on the playing field? <laughs> like, playing yeah. Ball. Okay. Like, okay. West, <laughs> West old enough Chester to bleed, Lolita. old enough to breed. Like, what the fuck? Oh, my God. Fucking stop it. Um, there is, though, I will also say Mojo has some really killer satirical lines in this. Yeah. He's like planning his TV and he makes a he makes a comment like, oh, but I, I, I better I better watch the violence. Yeah, we'll save that for we'll save that for the, the news. <laughs> like, yeah, we'll save that for the news. Uh, talking Ooh. about how like you can't have violence in fiction, but like the news shows the most horrific shit. Yeah. I don't know. Thought that was great. Yeah. Um, But Wolverine, do you remember what he did that Wolverine literally is like, I hate this guy. And everyone else was like, no, we think he's okay. I'm like, why did Wolverine hate Longshot so much? Because it came across like, I guess it was like, I feel like you're hitting on Jubilee and that creeps me out. Yeah, but it also felt like something happened on that previous Mojo adventure. But, every, maybe just but everyone that... else was there, so they would then, but they yeah. don't have the same vibe. It also had a weird thing where he's like, no, I'm, if anyone's going to fuck underage Jubilee, it's me. It's me. <laughs> so weird. It's so weird. Um, a few other things I loved. I love the, did you notice the slimy sound effect they had whenever Mojo was moving around? Like it was like, somebody had their hand in like Vaseline and was just constantly making that sound every time he moved. Yeah. It's hilarious. Yeah. 
Um, I also love Warwolves, that they had Warwolves in it. Yes, from Excalibur. Yeah, The Excalibur really cool. mojo stuff that they chased against Rachel. Love it. It was very cool. I also thought there was a few missed opportunities for Spiral to add more TV puns. Yeah. Like there was a, there was a fight where Lo- Mojo's basically like, Spiral, like help me. And she's like, take a number. And I would have like, I don't know, stay tuned. Like, please stay tuned. Maybe would have been a better Yeah, they, they needed to make Spiral uh, more quippy. Yeah. More quippy, more funny. I did love the long, like she was so mean to Longshot. And someone's like, what did you ever do to her? He's like, we dated. Oh, yeah, that's right. That was so weird. Where was Cyclops and Jean? No Cyclops, no Jean, no Storm. It's just Beast, Rogue, Jubilee, and Wolverine. No Gambit. Yeah, no Gambit either. Where was everybody? And this is also sandwiched in between the Phoenix Saga and the Dark Phoenix Saga. So that might have something to do with it. Oh, it's in the middle of all that's happening. Yeah, yeah. I There's kind like of two wanted, or three episodes in between. I wanted Gambit to be there because Rogue used to date Longshot, so I wish they would have uh, hinted at some of that. Rogue used to date Longshot? What? Are you kidding me right now? Rogue liked Longshot. Ro- he was fucking both of them. No, he wasn't. Are you, Honey, I just read it. He oh, was- my God. I never surmise that he fucked rogue no there's parts where even when they're fighting in inferno and they're like you need to choose and he's like is it so wrong that i'm with two girls like he's like he's oh he's with both of them. i mean i knew there was flirtation oh. i didn't know that they, they were like labeled i mean it wasn't shown but they but he's like is it wrong that i like, like when, two girls i mean it's never like been when, shown whether they consummated it but i mean yeah. come on they did but there's that scene where rogue puts on dazzler's gold skating outfit mm-hmm. and Long shots chasing her around. And then and she of course, shoots Rogue Dazzler. into Betsy. And she goes, hussy. Yeah. And but is that the one where she she shoots her into Betsy while she's posing naked? For Peter. For Peter. Also, they clearly fucked. I mean, you know, I'm saying read between that, the lines. Read that between the outback. Lines. I, it's the right. heat, you know, the heat, the it's dry the- heat. <laughs> the dry heat gets you gets you one ready to fuck. It's the heat. Oh my God. It's the heat. Oh my It's the goodness. heat and it's the um what's that uh the Corollis the Coriolis effect. Oh yeah. <laughs> Messes with your brain. Yeah. Um, but no, Rogue definitely I mean, even if she didn't fuck, she had she liked like or they liked each other. Yeah, they yeah. Yeah. Heavy bertations. Yeah. Um, and then Dazzler. It's now fact that Dazzler is Shatterstar's mom, right? That no. watching that long shot episode, it I want to go back and reread that whole dumb thing. No, wait, but isn't it that Shatterstar is also Shatterstar is Longshot's dad? They're each other's dads. But who was the mom for Longshot? I don't think there is a mom. Oh, oh, it was cloned after him. It was cloned. After him or something, I can't. It's remember. so confusing. But it is Dazzler. Did it's is da- he Dazzler is his mom, right? Right. I remember. I remember when she was pregnant, but I don't know what they said after that. But in the Peter David one, he like finalized it in X Factor. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure that Dazzler and Longshot fucked and gave birth to Shatterstar. But then Longshot was created 
by sh using Shatterstar's DNA in the past. Okay, yeah, yeah. Oh, here it is. Longshot and Dazzler were mind-wiped to forget the pregnancy, and the Shatterstar infant was sent 100 years into the future by his own adult self in order to maintain the consistency of the timeline. Right. Um, fuck. I wish that was brought back. I wish there was ever some sort of, like, Shatterstar Dazzler, like, hey, Shatterstar is you're my in mom. Shatterstar is in um, the active story in X-Men Unlimited right now, which is... Oh, what's um, happening with that? It's Moonstar, it's Danny Moonstar and the Proud Star Brothers um, taking down this little corner of Orcus, but they, um, Moonstar reaches out to Shatterstar to teleport them around. And so he's on the mission with them. And he's got a long beard and his hair is long and he doesn't have it up. It's all down. Like he looks very Viking. Hot. It's hot. Yeah, oh, that's cool. I should read mm -hmm. that. That sounds fun. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of that X-Men Unlimited, a lot of, lot of good stories that shouldn't be missed in terms of the lore and characters. And yeah. Right. Should we, is that, is there anything else about X-Men cartoon? No, I think that's it. I think that is all. I think maybe we should talk about another show. Okay. Do we need music for this? No. Okay. <laughs> I realize because the, the theme music is like, I'm watching comic TV and this is not comic TV. Yeah. It's just evil Jeff talking about work. <laughs> We're talking about RuPaul's drag race. And this season is giving the drama. It is giving the drama it courtesy mostly drama. of one plain Jane, our season's villain. It is also giving me the people that I want to go home are not going home. Yeah. And so in this episode, it's the girl group episode. We all love a good girl group episode. And sadly, there was a group with Nymphia and then the three people I wanted to go home. The three least strong, Maya, Megami, and Geneva? And Geneva. Those yeah. are the ones I just feel they're 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 red. Their time has come. I think their time has come. They've they've shown they us their go. ceilings. Yeah. But in the end, they pulled through and ended up they were judged as having the best number. So here, I have a question for you because we were fighting about this when I was watching this with everybody. Who, which group do you feel had the best number? Do you feel that was deserved? I will certainly say that I think they won because of the expectations game. I think that they just had the lowest set of expectations. And when they did as well as the other groups, it just meant more to the judges. I also feel they were the only ones that dressed coordinated as a group. Yes. And they yeah. were the only ones their choreography was group coordinated. Rather, right. everyone else's everyone was just kind of standing in a line doing moves by their themselves. Thing. Yeah. I feel very close the plain Jane and Amanda a Tory meeting group, they were probably very, very, very close to second. Yes. Um, and Amanda actually I thought was certainly the strongest dancer among them. But here but that wig, she was ruined by a wig. Uh, yeah, I mean, it was her sense, her her complete lack of sense of styling that yeah, and did I her in. I was watching the pit stop with Trixie, and she was like, I know she's a great dancer. She's like, but not knowing what wig to wear when you're going to be dancing, she's like, those are the details. That's exactly. That's like you have to know that if you're going to do drag race. Those are the little details, and I think that's 
And that's where it just, it saddens me because I love a mandatory meeting. Um, I just feel that she needed maybe another year of polish. Yes. And then she would have killed it. I think she'll come back great for All Stars. I was really hoping that we'd see a plot, like a story arc of somebody taking her, like a Safira, taking her under her wing and then leading us through like a much improved mandatory meeting later in the season. Alas, we did not get that. No, because spoilers, a mandatory meeting is the one who ends up uh, biting the bullet, going home. Um, And it was very just disappointing because I just feel that Megami and Maya and Geneva are not delivering and they just happen to luck out having Nymphia and getting a win and not even getting any critiques or anything because Megami's outfit was so bad. It was so bad. I think her outfit was worse than the mandatory meetings. The only thing that was worse than those two outfits, though, was Q's dancing. My Q's God. Q's dancing. She was just... Unbelievable. She was... Uh, as someone... Wooden. You thought she was good at everything, and you're like, uh oh, Not that. You've just been exposed. Ah, and we finally you see the flaw. Dance. Yes. Cannot dance. I mean, they cannot even come close. Girl, uh... And I think they felt they just couldn't, because I, I even felt, I felt Amanda kind of won the lip sync. I agree. I think they just really wanted to get rid of her because of that. And I feel they one. felt that Q has just done too well that there was no way they could. Get yeah, her. exactly, exactly. That was more long term thinking, not. But who Q won the did do lip-sync. better in the lip sync than she did in the dance number of the challenge. That's true. So I'll give her that. That is true. Um, who were your favorites? Um, I thought Dawn. Let's talk I runway. thought Dawn was very impressive. Dawn in the, number, in the number, I thought. I said something during the number. I was like, I can't take my eyes off Dawn. She's giving something kind of special. Yes, but for me, I feel Safira and Nymphia, you can't even reach them. No one can even reach them. Not even close. They're so, they're just so good. They're so good. It's, it's it's between the two of them. Yeah, there's a there's a talent and a substance there that plain Jane, while being such a good and such a locked queen, it just doesn't have. I feel the that contenders artistry. the contenders are trying to vie for them. I feel Q is really, really great, but now the performance, she doesn't have the same performance level as them. And so no. that's a tick off. I feel Dawn is really great, but she's a little green. Yes. And I feel plain Jane always shows up and is always polished, but I do feel her lack of like personality, like personable yeah. skills. There's I no, think you're going to bite her in the ass in the very end. There's no real point of view happening with plain Jane. And I do think it's the it's the way, and I think Safira went the there we need to talk about the fight. Usually these fights happen in untucked. This was in full makeup mode. <laughs> They're putting on the makeup, and Q was like, hey, I felt like you were coming for me. And plain Jane is like, no, I respect you way more than a mandatory meeting. Which was kind of like a little cowardy on 
Plain Jane's part, she deflected the conversation. Yeah, and also the conversation had nothing to do with Amanda. Right, so that was Plain Jane bailing from that conversation, and then it was we too hard. going after Amanda, and then Amanda just picking on somebody weaker than her, and was like, yeah. "Why are you a fucking cunt? I'm not even in this conversation." And I do feel it was like I think that's why everyone's sad to see her go because Amanda has a really great personality and she stands yeah. up for herself and she's actually very funny and she's a great dancer. I think she's, she had that, she has that jinx thing going on where they yeah. were ganging yep. up on her. And so you're like, no, yes. I want you to win. But unfortunately it just wasn't in the cards for her. I also think that plain Jane line was a little like schoolyard flirting, like a little, like, like kind of punching the kid because you like him. But this is the thing, what it comes down to. And I think Safira was trying to tell her this. She's like, you're. Yes. I loved this conversation. She was like, you need to think of like, how is this going to come off? And she was like, I don't think about how it's going to come off. And I think that's what makes the good TV. But even mistress last year was really good at being a total bitch, but then everyone loving her for it. Yes, and I think plain yes. Jane doesn't know. I don't know if it's like an Asperger'sy thing of just she doesn't have yes. the self awareness. There's no shade. There's no shade there. It's just yeah. And darkness. I think there's also <laughs> she's reaching to the level and saying things. Those are things that two queens that have known each other for twenty years will say to each other. You don't know this girl, and you're not talking to her outside the work. Like you're not pretty much interacting with her. Right. And then right. you're going to go and throw a little shade thing like your best friend's sisters and you don't have that relationship. And yeah. I think that's the thing that she doesn't I'd be very curious to hear like if she fights like this with other people. I'd be very curious to see like what her relationship with other queens are. I actually I would be very surprised if Plain Jane didn't have many friends in the scene. Well, the thing that's interesting, did you see her interview for the show where she goes after Katya? No. Oh, yes. Like, I, I'm an actual Russian. I'm an actual Russian. Actually, what she does is, like, offensive. And people started coming for her. And then other people were like, she's joking. Which I know, like, she's joking. Yeah, this is her but joking. It just, but it, it came is, across as, like, she was really actually mad. And she really hates her. And I think that's subtlety Jane, that's Jane's missing. problem is it yeah. comes across that she hates the person she's saying it to. And that she doesn't love the person she's saying it to. Yeah. Yes. And yes. that's the that there difference. is no love there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we'll see. And that's the thing is maybe plain Jane will get that growth of they're like, you need to actually not be a total cunt. She might have her full breakdown moment and then being like, I just never had any friends and I just want to be nice. Like maybe that's going to be her moment. She'll be like, story. I I'm like this because I'm so vulnerable and I'm so afraid to let people in and they've never had friends. Why did I have to fall in love with Scott bloody summers? Yeah. <gasps> She's the Emma Frost. <laughs> yes. Like for the children. <laughs> yes. But for me, all of this makes for great TV. Yeah, it's a great season. It's a great season. And it's there's we I think, yes, we got to get rid of your Mayas, your Megamis and your Geneva's for it to really kick in. Yeah. Because uh, let's be honest, and and because it comes down to it, they're all going to be terrible for a snatch game. I want them gone before a snatch. All of them. All of them will be. I mean, I think I I don't know who's going to be good in snatch game. Honestly, I think Nymphia will be amazing. I actually think plain Jane will probably wait. do very well. And I think Safira oh. has the capability of being great in it too. Ooh, I 
I could see them all bombing. Remember when they all bombed on season 14? And when they all bombed, most of the people bombed on a season. The front runners all bombed on season 11 when Evie Idley and Brooklyn Heights. Did you watch that season? Yeah. What did they do again? Whoopi Goldberg and Celine Dion. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But that led to them. That was the double Shantae where Evie and Brooklyn had that double Shantae lip sync. Ooh. That's the other thing I'm hoping for is I want some more interesting things with, because last year Rue said this season, there's no filler episodes. Someone goes home every episode. Right. And I wouldn't mind having some more weird shenanigans, I guess with the, some twists. I mean, there is going to, I do think it is funny that people that are the front runners have, um, which I'm gonna call it, uh, the the potion the of potion immunity. the immunity and they're asked to use it after they did the challenge so they know whether they bombed or not yeah but they can also use it for someone else neither of those bitches are going to use it for somebody else i know right unless it's like they want to save somebody that they know they can beat i have a feeling but she said it's not forever so there's going to be a certain episode where she's going to be like you have like, two you're going to have you to have use two it. more episodes to to do this yeah. 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 Interesting. We'll see. Well, can't wait. Can't yeah. wait. Fuck yeah. And you already know who won, right? I do not. No, 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 no. Okay. I do I do know some of the top. But um but I I purposely don't want to know. I don't want to know the order of anything. I purposely because I work on on uh, things that aren't directly drag race, I can shield myself from it so I can be an excited viewer. Good. Yes. And good. As in we're good. That's it. As in we're done. We're fucking That's done. it. Fuck you. It's over. <laughs> this is it. End of the line. Everybody off. <sighs> Evil Jeff, thank you so much for your time You're today. Welcome. For your insights, your wisdom. Mm-hmm. And thank you, all of our listeners, for listening. Uh, We are very excited to be in the throes of a transformational period for our X-Men. So please stay with us and join us on this journey. Um, If you do join us, you'll probably um, get a little whiff of gay because we read comics. And you know what that means. If you read comics, well, then that makes you queer. Queer. Bye. Bye. Bye.